0: sitting here with Dylan Klump and uh, we are at the uh, Sweetbill Ranch and uh, just kind of on day three of the equine facilitated healing uh, kind of workshop so uh, Dylan if you could just kind of give us the regular maybe the short version MVP huddle kind of intro on you and then tell us just a little bit about how you got hooked up with MVP uh, my name is Dylan Klump. I uh, played football. I was at Cal,
1: Arizona, and then uh, two years as an NFL free agent with the Panthers, 49ers, and um, one time with the uh, Jets. And um, so, yeah. It's been...
0: Well, how did you then, after your oh. NFL career, how did you get hooked up with MVP then? So um, it's kind of funny. I went to a,
1: uh, Operation Jump 22, which is a vet organization that uh, tackles vet suicide and they use skydiving as a way of doing that and so they say they jump for the 22 and so i was there and i saw nate boyer and uh i knew nate from through the grapevines of just him going to texas and me going to cal uh then also him being a specialist to which i was also and he was a long snapper i was a punter and um just knowing his story so i walked up to him and i was like hey nate like what's going on and this is dylan um, talked a little bit, and I made fun of him for going to Texas because we beat him twice, two years in a row. And uh, so he was like that. Um, and then we started talking. Um, and long story short, he's like, "Come check out MVP, man." I'm like, what's that? And so he brought me to one of the meetings on Wednesday. And I was kind of nervous at, at first, just because there's a lot of vets there, and uh, but also a lot of professionals and, and whatnot. And but they welcomed me with open arms, and it was uh, just like I've been there since day one. And there was no sort of uh, pre-biases against me, or or being an athlete, or or just you know this new guy coming in. They're like, "Who are you? Let's let's rock and roll," and be encouraged out there, especially in the workout, and just um, really being welcomed into the family of the MVP family with right off the bat. So that's kind of how uh, I got there, and it's been wonderful since. Such a beautiful organization,
0: people working for it. So very yeah. cool. So. So we're up at the Equine Facilitated Healing Workshop here. So we're in day three, uh, and this is a—it's a ranch that rescues wild mustangs. And so we've learned about that, and the process that we've been going through was about uh, gentling with wild mustangs, which is kind of a training and/or learning process with that. So, what is—you know—how do you understand what gentling with wild mustangs is? What what does that mean to you? So I've, I've been working with horses my entire life ever
1: since I was a little kid, and. I've never done gentling. I've heard about it uh, through my mother and then also through Susie and uh, through Andy, one of the other MVP members, and Susie's the physical uh, therapist, uh, head of director for MVP. And they've told me about gentling, so I did some research and didn't really understand it because I come from a background of uh, rodeoing and breaking horses, which is a much more aggressive and quicker process of getting a horse ready to be worked on compared to the gentling is, is the complete opposite of taking your time, being patient, looking at the horse and understanding the horse you're working with. And so it was a completely brand new world to me even though I've been around horses and with horses for a very long time. Um, And it, it taught me a lot about what it is to be soft and gentle with a very strong but soft animal and to take into effect who they are, their emotions, their energy, and their space. And really kind of like, okay, I'm kind of in their space and I'm in their pen and I'm in their world comparatively to them being in my world. And that's a, 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 just an amazing experience, especially from a guy who's never done it and has been more on the rodeoing and harding side of, of horses. So,
0: Okay. And then what did that experience with the horse? Because we've had several opportunities to be in a round pen with wild Mustangs, and actually try to practice um, that gentling process. So, and you mentioned some of the lessons you've learned about the horses, then. Um, what, what might you take from that into your own life, and what has some of that work taught you about yourself, this gentling process?
1: So, uh So, I, I've never gone into a horse pen, or a ring, uh, without it being haltered, and have a lead line and so walking into a pen uh, or or a, a ring or an arena and have no control over the horse that i'm working with especially a wild one is uh anxiety driven and very humbling because i have to trust this animal that i know nothing about and he knows nothing about me to you know be safe with me and for him to then trust me to be safe with him and that it, it told me to let my guard down because I'd, I'd enter into with anxiety and the thought of you know i need to be in control rather than it becomes a conversation of like what are you comfortable with okay calm. i'm gonna come in a little closer all right that's too much for you i'm gonna release pressure okay now you've responded back to me and you've given me more space and you've respected my space now so i'm gonna come back so instead of it just being no you're doing this right now because i'm telling you to it's like is this all right can we do this? Cool, all right, I'm gonna reward you for that because that was very cool. Hmm. And so it, um, it allows me now to kind of relinquish some power and relinquish, you know, um, stressful situations that I need to grip on, hold to, and, and kind of take charge of instead of just like, I'm gonna trust this. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be, tap into my intuition and really kind of lean into what you're telling me as a person, especially right. out in the real world, your body language, your energy, and reading into that and going they might not be comfortable with this so I'm going to I'm going to back off or they're kind of leaning into this more so I'm going to go with it. Yeah. And so that's what that's what this has really taught me. It's it's turned my entire horse world on its head for the better, absolutely for the better.
0: And let me just kind of, you know, in that modality because I mean you're a big strong, you know, dude and um, it just like Are you learning in a way to redefine what it means to have power and how to use power? And what does it mean to be strong in that kind of sense? Because I mean, strength can take a lot of different avenues. And so by relinquishing some of that control, I mean, how are you balancing that with kind of this notion of strength and power, especially with kind of the modern masculinity that we're often taught about? You know, it's um, interesting because I, I work in
1: the entertainment industry. And that is a very hostile and aggressive right. world. And so I've been taught ever since I was a kid in just this industry is that I need to walk into a room or on set or in a meeting and be that guy. The strongest guy, the biggest threat, right. Right. the biggest thing that no one's gonna mess with me. And that can you can enter into a room where you think you need to have that, right. and it's the exact opposite you need. Instead, you need to come in and go, what's going on? How's everyone doing today? Like, we're, we're, what's, like you know, we're friends here. Let's, let's, let's work this through. Let's work it out, you know, because uh, you might then put the opposing person on guard yeah. without even knowing it. You might then make them more aggressive. You might, instead of saying that this could have been a great conversation or a great meeting or a great relationship, comes out the gate too strong and too aggressive and too big, and they go, no, that's not for me. I, I don't need that. I don't want that. That's what these horses will show you, um, much more so than humans. Huh. So it, it's time to to kind of really read the room and read energies and kind of come in with an open heart rather than a, a sword in my hand.
0: Yeah, just somehow the, the way in which you're interacting with the world from this lesson with the horses just takes us into a different way of understanding that you can still be strong and still be powerful, but yet... Mm-hmm let somebody else maybe take over or drive or have control for a little bit because the lack of control, if we have self-confidence, actually it's more powerful and sometimes even shows more strength and more courage by letting other people lead and or have a voice and and then just learning really what they need Mm -hmm. Um, because you lift everybody up then and, and that's kind of part of the healing process that... These horses have been bringing to us.
1: Yeah, I worked with a horse uh, named Bandero, and he was the wildest one and like the most aggressive horse. Uh, he would been known to stampede people right. or uh, bucket them and kick at them. And so I came into that knowing or with a mindset of like, all right, I got to kind of match his energy and kind of be that head honcho. Yeah. But then when I got in there, I go, that's not what he wants, and that's what he needs. He needs to be respected. He needs to be shown that like like i i'm wild i'm 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 out there, yeah, but both but when I became soft with him and it was like, How you doing like why like, let's I'm gonna come a little closer, nope yeah. that's too much, or I'm back off. He became much more respective and much more responsive right. and and that showed you that when you do have that very aggressive energy with some people, it just complete shuts them down, and no one's going to get out of that you know unscathed or or positive, so it definitely has done that, yeah, bandero is he has this defensiveness about him because of, of his past and what he's gone through. And he wants to come in and he goes, I don't know who you are, so I'm going to kind of, you know, check you and go, what are you doing here? Right. Why, you're in my space. This is my role. I don't know I don't trust you. And so if I don't come in and respect that and step in and ask him for permission and ask him, like, hey, can I come in a little closer? He might go, no, that's too, that's too close. That's right. Or he might go, no, I, like, what? lean in a little farther and, and become more curious and, open himself up to it, and it becomes a dance that way, like it's talked about before. And, and when you have an animal who is like that, who is very, you know, scared and defensive of, of his space and who he is, you really got to tap into that and listen. Because right. if you don't, and you do cross that line, and you do come into aggressive, he's going to defend himself. Whether it's because of him or because of you, most often it's because of you. Because of you, yeah. Um, he's going to defend himself. Right. And that's what you don't need and don't want with these horses, because you need to show them that we're here for love. We're here to take care of you. Right. We're not an enemy. We are your friend. We want to
0: care carry you. Collaborate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So one of the terms that they've used, and I guess we can just wrap it up, is that um, use as much pressure as you need, mm-hmm. but no more than you have to. And so it's this very gentle kind of, you know, where are we at? Explore each other. Mm-hmm. Find that kind of truce. Uh, as much as we need to and kind of go from there and hopefully build strong relationships and heal ourselves and the horses that we work with. Yeah, one of the uh, head trainers used a great analogy. It's like cooking. And you can
1: always add. You can't take away. And with these horses, if you add too much, it can go south quick and you just ruin a relationship. But if you kind of each inch in and go, how's this going? All right, you're you're respecting me. You're responding to me positively. I can add a little more. A little more, or if they're not responding to you at all, you can then add more pressure and get them to do what you need to do, get them to work the way you want it to work, and then when you get we there, you release the pressure. you completely off, because you're there at that moment.
0: Offer the rewards. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. So okay. it's, it's been a beautiful time, absolutely.
0: Great. Dylan, as we were kind of wrapping up, I guess I, I wanted you to get to that if there's other vets out there that might be looking at this, or former professional athletes that are in part of MVP, um, about why you might want them to come here. Um, but again, I guess, you know, one of the lessons that we all took from this is that um, these wild mustangs, you know, part of what, and and I guess for me, that was part of the learning, too, is that as humans, we've all been through our own kind of level of trauma, whether it's big T, small T, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and these horses have been through, obviously, a lot of big T, <laughs> you know, big trauma, uh, especially wild mustangs who have been pulled off of, you know, roaming free And the way in which they were treated now kind of shipped out and all those kind of pieces. So just, I guess one of those lessons was learning that, you know, we don't know anybody else's story Mm. until we take the time to find out. And um, maybe sometimes people respond in a certain way, just like animals, uh, because of that background and the way they've been conditioned and some of the triggers they may still have. So I guess with that thought and or what would you suggest to any of the MVP members out there that might see this and be thinking about an equine weekend? Well, I, I suggest it. I mean,
1: whether it's it's this place or another, just to be able to get to a horse and either get on a horse or be in a pen with a horse, it's something magical. What Sweet Boa is doing with these must, Mustangs is they're facilitating a relationship that no other place really can or is doing. And it's it's allowing yourself to be exposed emotionally and energy-wise, but also the horse as well. And that's not a, uh, an experience that's... Found it really anywhere, and especially as professional as he's done here, and, and protective as he's done here, and safe as he's done here. It's, I would come back in a heartbeat. If you are a vet, especially a person who has had trauma, or a, a tough life, or just someone you don't you don't understand, like you don't fit in somewhere, is when you speak to a horse and you work with a the horse, they say things to you and they. uh touch on things that no other human can do. And especially with the wild Mustang, it's just a whole nother level and a whole nother ball game. So, um, hey bud. When working with horses, especially the size of these horses and how wild they are, um, you really need to expose yourself. And the world we have in today, big men, especially football players like myself, um, they're taught to internalize that, that pain, internalize that struggle, internalize that um, Internalize that that exposure of weakness and emotion, but when you do open yourself up to it and you do expose yourself to it, it's it opens up a world of healing that I don't think anything else can. And it does help when you have a giant animal in front of you that is also exposing itself to you and showing itself like, "Hey, I'm I'm vulnerable as well. So take care of me, and I'll take care of you." So here we go. Yeah yeah so yeah um if if you have any sort of uh thought or question about what a horse is or want to just join the world of equine and 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 whether it be western or european or just horses in general i highly suggest coming out here it's been a magical learning experience that i'll forever remember i'll be coming back for absolutely i'll be coming back